Somebody gotta be there when it gets ugly. Somebody gotta be there when it gets bloody. Somebody got to get their hands dirty. Yep, it's a fucked up job, but somebody gotta do it. Somebody gotta come up with the plan and be there when the shit hits the fan. Welcome to The Fixers, the best podcast that you've never heard and may never hear. Future future historians are enjoying the shit out of this. This is the lost tomb of podcasts, but we're going to do it anyway. I am Bane, and with me as always is the Winter Commodore, all the way. Winter Commodore? In a different port. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody wears an old seaman hat like you do, I mean, truly. I look much more like... A guy who should work on a boat, but for some reason your hat. Yeah, if we both if we both went down to the to the to fishermen's pier. Yeah, if we both and, like, just and they have like one work. job left. They're like, no, 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 him, the guy with the beard. Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm out in my barn. I don't have heat out here. It's cold. Yeah, I mean, you know, there seems like there's an easy solution for that. Just go on Amazon and buy a heater, but no, I'm gonna have a, I have a space heater, but I have to turn the space heater off when we record because it's loud. No, that's true. Do you want me to turn it on? Oh no, I don't care for the fans. I don't care cold. I just was trying to keep you warm. We I could have we could podcast. have this the whole episode. <laughs> Today we're going to uh, talk about Fever Dream. We'll explain later. Wow. We're going to say talk about the uh, aliens who fucked the most. <laughs> Uh, aliens who, yes, who get the most asked. How we got here, I'm not quite sure. I think I was E.T. and Mac and me related. And then you sent me a list of top six um, aliens who fuck a lot. And then I sent you one probably five minutes later with very little internet research, just top of my head. Yeah, this uh, is not statistically. This is not movies where the alien has sex on screen the most number of times this is aliens who like sort of are are the you know have the most swag can can get it earth just crush right and get everybody pregnant um but first we're gonna do media diet so what have you been watching lately uh i have been watching in addition to uh continuing my my uh trek through larry sanders greatest Mm -hmm. Greatest show in television history. Uh, I uh, recently watched a documentary about volcano people, people, scientists, called Fire of Love. Uh, They die at the end. Spoiler. Is a volcano documentary? Well, they're like, it's about these two, they're a couple. They're like volcano scientists from the 70s and 80s, and they would just like get insanely close to volcano shit. And get okay. incredible footage, uh, and then they got too close, and then they died. Oh, did they die? Yes, they died. No. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. But they died in love, according to the documentary. <clears throat> uh, I watched a terrible uh, Nick Cage movie from the mid-2000s called Season of the Witch. Oh, yes. I've seen that. Uh, just the bees. The bees! No, no, no. That's uh, Wicker Man. This is he's like a he's like a crusader knight who has to like fight the the devil. I don't think it's Uwe Boll. He's made a lot of shitty movies. Uh, It's called Season of the Witch. It's like in the Middle Ages. Uh, He. Burt Reynolds in it? No. Okay. Burt Reynolds is not in it. Um, uh, Hellboy is in it. What's his name? Ron Perlman. 
Ron Perlman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When Ron Perlman is the uh, next most expensive actor in your Nick Cage movie, you know your budget is limited. <laughs> Uh, apparently someone from the queen is in it but she wasn't in the queen yet so she was just a unknown actor i think she is queen elizabeth oh really okay but she was just like a young she's a witch spoiler yeah Uh, yeah, they 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 do that sometimes where they cross like i watched a like a british show with this woman and i was like what was she in i was like oh she was in downton abbey yeah i was like oh okay like i had to like look her up again yeah, once you're in the like British actor casting pool, you're in everything. You get worked in. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, I watched the classic Terry Gilliam movie Brazil. Uh, Never seen it. Dystopia. Really? It's great. Mm-mm. It's great. It's like a funny, you know, 1984 dystopian thing. I don't know. Do you do you like you like Fear and Loathing? Uh, and you I like, like Fear 12, and Loathing. 12 Monkeys? I have a deep love of baron munchausen if you like baron munchausen you'll like brazil like it's it's for the wrong reasons though i don't (laughs) what What are the wrong reasons speaking of fever dreams i could definitely add that to oh i've seen it too i've seen it too many times it's it's clear yeah clear in my mind i saw it in theater my dad and i were like this is going to be a fun adventure Mm -hmm. and i just can't imagine his face when everything started to happen in that movie because he had no idea what was going on either i also saw it with my dad but he was a he was a big Python guy, so he loved it. Yeah, I mean, if you if you grew up with Python people, then it totally makes sense. But I didn't really grow up in a Python kind of state, so. Uh, and then I watched this drama starring Jim Broadbent called Another Year. I've heard of that actually. It's like ten years old. Why? It's fine. Yeah, I think I've heard of it. Maybe I did see it. It's kind of it's kind of like life goes on. <laughs> another year goes by. Another year. Another boring year. Yeah, I mean some shit happens, but it's Yeah. It feels like the episode of a TV series that there is no series. It's just like this is the this is a little chapter in these people's lives and that and that's it. What are you reading? Uh well I'm reading <laughs> Behind the Candelabra, the okay. uh <laughs> unauthorized uh i guess it's authorized the uh the dude who was liberace's lover as part of the um the book club we're both part of yeah uh and then i'm reading a book about uh george custer of custer's custer's last stand yeah well he was he was a wild a wild man yeah i would imagine he has like a lot of a teddy roosevelt vibe to him yeah with more with more killing (laughs) (laughs) i am watching um the crown Uh uh-huh the last the season with diana the one that's just happening oh yeah i Uh, called it the queen earlier i meant the crown yeah um i I knew that's what you're talking about um it's you know i i really 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 like that show the person who sleeps in the bed next to me claims that we've never watched it together Hmm. Um, even though I for sure sat there and watched the entire thing with her. Um, we're watching Yellowstone, the Kevin Costner. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm fully convinced he doesn't even read the script for the show. They just film him <laughs> making breakfast. And then uh-huh. somebody else does ADR for him, and that that's the show. Like they've they've AI'd his voice, like like I mean, James Earl Jones I, doesn't have to do with Darth Vader anymore. They just have all of his syllables. I mean, he lives in like Montana for real. Uh-huh. Like he has like a horse ranch for real. I mean, it's just like they just came to him with like, we, we have these 10 things that you already do. 
Like, let's just write him into a show. So is he, like, how much percentage of the show is he on screen for? A huge percentage. Okay. He's not in it, like, he, I mean, he is in the show. I shouldn't say that, because he does, like, do a lot of, like, work and stunts. He actually jumped into a, a river. You know, like, when you watch an old man do a stunt, and you know it's them. You're like, oh, God, he's going to be okay. <laughs> like, it was kind of like that. Um, doesn't take his shirt off when he's swimming, though. So doesn't get those water world vibes in, but he can swim. Hmm. Um, and looked, and his hair is very clearly um, a hair transplant, just very clearly, because he was having problems with it in like 1996, whenever Waterworld came out, they had to put hair on his head. So um, I mean, not of not all of us are as, as gifted as you in the hair department. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's true. But I mean, your hairline see, has not moved a centimeter since high school. It, it makes people legitimately angry with me. And when I had long hair and then I cut it, the, one of the bald guys at work was like mad at me all day. Couldn't even look at me. <laughs> like, Why would you do such a thing with all that hair? Yeah. I don't understand. Um, it's a good show, though, but it's very like do the right thing. Keep the like keep progress out kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the sister is British and has is the new Farrah Fawcett. She just always has to look like she just ran a mile. Like that's how I would describe Farrah Fawcett's look. She's like, she always mm-hmm. looks like mm-hmm. she's falling. Good, good apart. description. Yeah. So she's, um, she's a British actress playing, playing a Montana person or she's playing yeah, British. Yeah. Okay. Playing Montana. Yeah. She does all the y'alls and all that stuff. And yeah. It's a good show. I mean, it's, you know, it's a Paramount plus show, so it's, it's enjoyable. I watched gorillas in the mist. Nice. Um, a extremely horny movie. Yeah. Did not see that coming. I mean, uh, it's uh, it's swampy. It's, uh... it, it is it is what I would call swampy. <laughs> we All the, we, we uh, need, I don't think we've introduced our uh, our listener question mark to uh, the swampy scale. Swampy scale. <laughs> but in we addition to the quality out. scale the movie gets, there's a, there's the swampiness meter. Yeah. The, uh, the body heat. Uh, component yeah how wet is the production how like just hot and like your clothes are just just peeling off you Titanic is a wet production right i would say yeah uh steel magnolias is a swampy swampy right you know what i mean yeah that's southern midnight in the garden of good and evil swampy swampy i mean anything kevin costner or kevin spacey's in pretty much could be called he might he might make an appearance he might make a comeback (laughs) Uh, he's, he's like playing the dictator of Hungary in a movie produced by the dictator of Hungary right now. Oh yeah. He's doing like really weird custom, like he's in a rough place. I wonder how much it would cost to get him to act in a movie that you wrote. I mean, if you were, if you were like Mark Cuban and you just wanted Kevin Spacey, probably wouldn't cost much. What if you wrote a movie about Kevin Spacey? Didn't tell him it was about him and cast him in it. I just think nobody in America would distribute it. Like, yeah. If you go to Even HBO, things have happened. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Uh, um, I watched License to Drive, which was one of my all-time classic '80s movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I have sad news for soldiers overseas. I don't want to say this out loud, but in that movie, Heather Graham is seventeen. Oh, so well. Sorry to ruin it for everybody out there. Um, I know you're on deployment right now. When you come back, you're looking to 
watch license to drive immediately. <laughs> as you um, as you do when you return. From... So I just want to warn you fellas out there. Hmm. You know, you just 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 look out. You know, it's a yeah, it's a Mila Jovich and Cuff situation. It's not to be trusted. Don't don't do it. Mm, um, I'm reading morning. Confidence Man, the Maggie Haberman book about Donald Trump. Hmm. Um, very good. She reads it, so it's like listening to her on a podcast or whatever. It's fucking. Is she, I've heard her voice. Is she has a very New York accent. No, she just has a very like. I don't want to say she has no accent because she never gets excited. It's when, just very like monotone. When she quotes. Trump? Does she do like a Trump impression, or she just say the words? Yeah, it's she does a Trump impression, but it's really bad, Mm -hmm. and she's okay with it. Right. I mean, I would say it's like sixty percent of the book is Trump quotes, so it gets kind of distracting after a while. Yeah. But uh, but she's you know she's a pretty good impressionist. I got to say, I don't really want to hear the rest of her stuff, but she did hang out with Trump a lot. So yeah, um, she got that accent. I'm reading the Matthew Perry book, Friends, Lovers, and One Big Secret, or something like that. It's Hmm. very good. Is he the one in Gordy? Is he the one in Gordy? <laughs> Could you break that down for me? <laughs> one of the friends is in Gordy. What? The movie Gordy. Gordy? You don't know Gordy? What? what the fuck are you talking about? You don't know about? the movie Gordy? Are you sure it's not like the baseball one? No, Gordy's the... Gordy's the pig. There were two pig movies that came out at the same time. Uh, Babe, the one you remember, and Gordy. They both came out. Is he the same in the year. cast for Gordy? I'm looking at it. Uh... <laughs> 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 nope. <laughs> also, nobody else from Prince <laughs> is in Gordy. God damn it. Uh uh, I'm glad that wasn't a Trivial Pursuit question. <laughs> uh, Bill Clinton, also not featured in Gordy somehow. I, I, don't, I don't understand. Who's the top five in Gordy? What was he? He was in an animal movie. Wasn't he in an animal movie? I thought it was Gordy. I don't, I don't think so. I think you're thinking of of Matt LeBlanc and Eddie or whatever, not Eddie, but the one where the monkey is the first baseman. Mm, Eddie? It's about a monkey? No, Eddie's Eddie's the Whoopi Goldberg one. Hmm. Um it's not Dunson Checks in. It's Oh yeah. There's an He's not in Dunson Checks in? No, that's Jason Alexander. Damn it. All right. I gotta let Kata hold up. Pause. Who was in Who was in Gordy? A bunch. Uh, no one I've ever heard of. List, list like top five. Okay, let me pull it up again. <clears throat> Cast of Gordy is Doug Stone. Okay. Uh, American country music singer and actor. His hit single "I'd Be Better Off in a Pine Box" from 1990. Don't remember that one. Don't remember that. Uh, went uh, went platinum. Tom Lester, uh, who also appeared in Benji, so he has a he has a niche. Uh, oh, he's in Green Acres. He was 
Ebb from Green Acres. Uh, Christy Young doesn't even have a Wikipedia entry. Uh, James Donadio, no entry. So these are the voices. This is a cartoon. No, it's a live-action pig movie. Gordy. It's a live-action pig movie. I mean, I can't see the screen. <laughs> the little pig who hit it big. <laughs> Roll over, Beethoven. See you, Simba. This oh, is the no. year of the pig, according to Newsweek. Oh, uh, it's a talking pig. Uh, it came out, and it just got buried by Babe, which is obviously the superior a film. far superior movie. Yeah, yeah. Babe's great. <clears throat> Sorry to take us down yeah. the Gordy hole. <laughs> That's okay. I'm... Wouldn't be the first time, and it won't be the last time. Oh, I'm so excited to know that this movie. I had no idea this was a movie. <laughs> I'm I'm obsessed with movies that come out. Two movies that come out at the same time, which clearly yeah. should not. Like when two uh, Truman Capote like movies came out at the same time. Yeah. Oh, I or, remember that. Yeah. Or this Fire Fire of Love movie. There are two documentaries about this exact couple who came out this year. Yeah, documentaries just seems like whoever can get there first. Yeah, but they're like playing chicken with each other. And yeah, I That's, don't. That was one of the best parts. If you sure you watch the Canon documentary, the Electric mm-hmm. Boogaloo. Yeah. Um, at the end, they said, you know, Menachem and whatever Gollum are working to get theirs to the market first. Right. And you're like, yeah, this is exactly what I would expect these like guys to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so great. Um, so yeah, that's our media diet. So now we're gonna quickly transition to aliens who fuck the most. Aliens who get laid. Okay, so to clarify, these are aliens who come to Earth, uh, not aliens in other planets. So Chewbacca yes, is I not on never, here. Like uh, Lando wouldn't count, right? Me. I mean, it's not really an alien. I mean, I guess he depends on how you define exactly. it. But the, yeah, these are these are aliens. These are media where aliens come to. So I think Mork is not on our list, but like Mork is the Morks of the world. Interesting. See, if I was doing a TV list, I would for sure throw Mork in there. Well, I'm just saying he's not on our list. Spoiler. Yeah, but, that's, that's fine. I mean, uh, yeah. so yeah, just so we're setting the parameters. So if if yeah. somebody's like, I why isn't uh jar jar on here like he doesn't count he doesn't come to earth i don't even want to know jar jar's downstairs situation <laughs> i'm assuming it's an egg thing uh, carry the babe the gungan babies i don't know i know there, i feel like there's creature. gungan children in the uh clone wars series yeah but i feel like it's definitely an egg situation maybe like a like a pe- march of the penguins kind of thing like he has to yeah. warm the egg and the females go out and like hunt for fish because we never saw a female Gungan. I think we did. did Are we? they like in burkas, maybe? I don't know. Kept behind the veil. That would make sense. Yeah. All right. I can I can deal with that. Okay. Uh, so we're counting down. Top five. I have a extra. So. Bonus. So we're. Fine. So, what's your number one? I'm alien? going. I'm counting. I'm counting down from five. Okay. To number one. This is very scientific. Number five? My number five is the man who came up earlier, K-Pax. K-Pax. Yes. Now I have never seen K-Pax. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be truthful. I have also not seen K-Pax. <laughs> so 
my question being, what makes Apex a pussy crusher? Well, it's it's Kevin Spacey. Uh, he has a he has a pussy crushing vibe. I mean, we know we know that real life Kevin Spacey is is more into and this this is not just uh, vagina. This can be. This is just holes. Just yeah, just bodies. Yeah. Um, he comes to Earth to like, you know, lay down good vibes and make people pl- pleasurable. And then he turns into light, and then he goes away. So he lays down good. I don't remember. Like, would you say that? No, that doesn't work out. Because I would say phenomenon would also qualify as that same kind of situation. There was an obsession with normal people having superpowers. But wasn't he an alien in Phenomenon? Or sorry, a, an angel? Power from no, that's Michael. Michael. Oh, Phenomenon. Wait, there's powder. It's powers from like looking at a star. Is powder an alien? Mm, powder is just a child whose mom got struck by lightning. <laughs> okay. I mean, just look at the poster of K-Pax. Like this guy. This guy crushes. This guy fucks. Maybe I missed something. I, I mean, just Jeff, thought it was like him. And Jeff Bridges is looking at him like. This guy fucks. Now, how... This is an era... What year did K-Pax come out? 95. No, this is 2001. Era... 2001. Okay. Sorry. I was going to say, it seems like an era of movie where we would have seen every movie in the theater. Yeah. No, this was after we were in high school. So, you, well, no. Okay. I mean, at this point, you we were at separate colleges. So, we didn't yeah. see like two movies a week like we used to. This came to my school. Uh, so this is in a an era where like major films would come to play university campuses for free. Like yeah. Kevin Spacey came to my campus to promote this wow. movie. Yeah. <clears throat> and everyone you know, you you had to like line up to get a free ticket. So I didn't line up and get it and then I never saw it. But I saw um on the schools I saw um, Metropol- uh, Metropolis, the mm-hmm. original version mm-hmm. of Stuff Cut In, which to which the girl I brought was extremely bored. Um, and then I saw um, E2 Mama Tambien. So we're like, you know, E2 Mama Tambien starts out with like that guy fucking his girlfriend. Yeah. And like, I was like, this is going to be the greatest movie I've ever <laughs> seen in my entire life. Uh-huh. And then suddenly the reel went out. And <laughs> And I was, and it like went, Mew, and I was like, it was literally like, like when the screen goes down at like a strip club, like I was just like, no, 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 no. Like I was so excited <laughs> to see the rest of this movie uh-huh. and they couldn't get the reel back up. So I had no idea until years later when I realized it was better than advertised. It was, yeah, you got robbed. I got uh, robbed so that. his name, K-Pax's real name is um, Prot. Character's name is Sorry, what? Prot, P-R-O-T. K-Pax is the uh, planet he comes from. Okay. So Prot. My number five is Prot. Prot. <laughs> not not K-Pax. And you're basing this on the fact that he just looks like a... Just look at the poster. Just look, the just look at the poster. <laughs> yeah, you can tell. He has a gentle Fonz vibe that you're... Uh, yeah, like a like a Fonz on Quaaludes kind of vibe. That's, that's totally fair. Yeah. Um... My number five is obviously Harold. Uh, Harold. What planet are you from? Oh, classic. The Gary Shanley classic. Um, he comes to Earth to impregnate women. It's his only job. 
Mm-hmm. He's given a mechanical penis that every time it starts up, it goes. You're trying not to laugh. See, you're trying. <laughs> you Your impression is funnier than the movie. <laughs> he has like 24 hours worth of sex with Annette Benning. He just like his entire vibe is to knock up girls on this planet. So can he's I, getting. Can I uh... not based on the, the poster? I've seen the movie. Um, <laughs> so we don't get points for seeing it. <laughs> we get points for being right. Um, but he's a he's. I mean, you got to think a guy whose dick was designed by aliens. But if it's a mechanical dick, does it count? But I mean, you know, uh, I mean, you know, I guess if you like, if you use a strap on, that counts. So it's sort of yeah. a elaborate strap on. Uh, can I parlay? Yeah, I mean, can I parlay for a second? Sure. Annette Benning, what a beauty. Yeah. I saw Maybe her in a Trader Joe's in North Hollywood once. No shit. And I just I just stood there. I mean, what movie do you bring up when you see her? Well, I mean, I didn't talk to her because I was... I mean, I'd be... I was, I'd be I was literally movie. starstruck. I was starstruck. Ms. Annette Benning. As of the, uh, 2015. Looked great. Susan Sarandon would be the same for me. Oh, I mean, I, I would... Susan Sarandon in real life. I would, like collapse if i saw Susan i wouldn't Sarah. know what to do yeah yeah i i know i would want to bring up like you know fi- not feel the dreams but uh pretty baby room. pretty baby but, like, but I would be like, pretty baby <laughs> <laughs> you just your brain would be like don't say pretty baby don't say pretty baby you're like god i love you pretty baby <laughs> dead man walking what so pretty, pretty baby pretty baby um so my number five is harold as it should be for everybody everybody knows harold you don't even have to say what movie that's from uh, yeah, the stars. movie that ended the great Gary Shandling's career uh, that he said, I'll never write another screenplay ever again. I'm so ashamed of my work here. <clears throat> uh, and somehow inspired you to not watch his incredibly popular, uh, enormously critically regarded TV series, The Larry Sanders Show, for I mean, 30 fucking years until, <laughs> until now. I told my uncle I had never seen the show, and he's like, "How is that possible?" If you if you could design an AI to be like, "What is a show that Josh would like the most?" It would be this mm-hmm. show. Oh yeah, I mean, and you were hundred percent right. And then after watching it, I would just constantly text your wife about it. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I'm glad I watched it. So it's great. That's all I can say. And then he. It's it's bittersweet watching the final season of that show, knowing that he's leaving television to go make What Planet Are You From? <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, it's uh, knowing where it goes after that. I kind of <laughs> wanted to not watch the last show. Um, all right, what's your number four? Uh, my number four, <clears throat> David Bowie, in Man Who Fell to Earth as the Man Who Fell to Earth. Also, a movie I have never seen. Also a movie I have never seen. <laughs> oh my god! But it's David Bowie. I've seen the. F- I've seen you know pictures. He's like walking around naked on Earth. He he fucks. It's David Bowie. It's in his contract. He has to fuck. The fact that he fucks that he's. This is based on a four-minute Slack conversation we had. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stand by this, and I challenge any of our listeners to watch this wow. movie and tell me he doesn't fuck. Okay, that's that's. I mean. Does the poster at least make him look cool? Yeah. I feel like a lot of this is based on... Yeah, I mean, it's 70s style, you know. How cool he's, the posters are for you? He's uh, so. he's on... He's, he's like 
equalizing on cocaine and heroin at this point, just like walking that walking that razor's edge. It's now a TV show. Manifold Earth? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, with um, Chiwetel Olafor or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I've never watched it because I've never watched the movie, so I didn't really think I would like the new show. You probably don't have I mean, to. Probably don't have to. They're not counting on um, people watching. My number four is Kitty from Cocoon. Nice. Bonus. Good pick. She glows. She does glow. Double bonus. You could fuck her and her glowing thing. So, like, you know. That's the real Friday her. night you go out on the clubs. Her, her flesh body is just a just a vessel. Yeah. But but counts as, I mean, counts kind of as a two for one. Sure. You know. Yeah. Negative side, when you try to take any pictures of you fucking, the camera would overexpose. So you could never actually see it. So yeah. that would be a problem. And mm. probably you would burn something. But I don't think so. Now, it's been a while since I've seen Cocoon, so if you can refresh my memory. When they're in the pool, does she, like, mount him as the... I don't know that she... I mean, are you saying is she the aggressor? Yeah. I think it's pretty pretty vanilla, you know. I don't think she's, like... You see like, her tits, though. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not saying it's not sexy. I just I don't think she, like... She's like, time to fuck, big boy. Also, yeah. Also, I feel like if um, it's very, it's very, it's, I mean, it's Ron Howard. It's very like the way that Ron Howard yeah. probably has sex. Yeah, Raquel Welch's daughter is the person, so it's obviously a 1980s smoke show. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I feel like if I was in a pool with a glowing alien and they wanted to fuck me, I would say, could I just start out with a hand job to make sure it's not gonna like you're not gonna envelop me and kill me? You know? Nah. Gotta go, start, start Gotta go all the way. Oh, wow, really? Wow. Well, I, I will say though, pool sex, uh, not my favorite. Not my favorite. Yeah. Just like chlor- some of the chlorine, like it makes your skin less, like more frictiony. It's best done by the professionals. You know, leave it to a Shannon Tweed, <laughs> to a Denise Richards. Uh huh. Like those people who are yeah. pros. Yeah. Leave it to them. That's that seems fair. All right. What's your number four? My number three. A movie I have actually seen. Oh. The Brother from Another Planet. In a movie I've not seen. Brother from Another Planet. It's great. Very low budget, uh, early eighties kind of concept. Uh it is it is sort of a, a loose inspiration for Men in Black, because there is mm-hmm. it's sort of alien as immigrant story. And there are two two men in black uh federal agents looking for him. Um Joe Morton, uh, who became more famous in Terminator Two, Scandal, and Terminator Two. <laughs> He's Papa, Papa, someone. He's Kerry Washington's dad in Scandal. Okay, uh, want to see my Joe Morton impression? Sure, I have one. When he dies in Terminator Two, <laughs> <Hold on. laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, I, yeah. Nobody can see it. But <laughs> yeah, but it's pretty good. I mean, you can verify. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, he definitely has sex and is also I probably probably gets all sorts of sexy situations off screen. All right. Then. And he's just, he's just like young, handsome Joe Morton. So this is one out of three movies you've actually seen. But I know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Just... If it makes you feel any better, the next two I've also seen. Okay. Multiple times. I've studied. Okay. I've studied the blade on these. Okay, what's your What's your number two or three? Where are we at? Your three. number three. Oh, yeah. number two. Three. Um, Starman. Mm-hmm. 
which doesn't have an alien name in it. Um, but when I was 10 or 11 or 12, I thought that was the sexiest movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Now, when you go back and watch it, mm -hmm. it's semi-okay Cronenberg effects of lots of dolls being inflated and him becoming like a full adult Jeff Bridges. Also, Jeff Bridges is not what I would call a sex symbol, at least for me. That's why in K-Pax, he's, he's the least sexy one. He's like, Prot is getting it, getting it but, all. But what are you... But what are you... <laughs> I'm just saying okay. he's also in K-Pax. I was trying to work that okay. out. <laughs> All right, that's, that's fair. Um, he's the only actor, I think, on, in both of our lists. Also, um, Karen Allen in that movie, hmm. Starman. Yeah. She's like the lead. He like grows into a full human and then ends up like experiencing the sex with her because he looks like her husband. Mm -hmm. Something I've never really... It's the Summer's Bee effect. Like, I've never really understood, like, you totally okay the, with this? The, the, the well-known Summersby effect. <laughs> hey, at least I've seen it, all right? Uh -huh. I've seen Summersby several times. Have you seen Nell? Okay. Paying to win. I'm so, I'm just insulted you would even. Okay. I know you've seen Nell. I've seen Any, anyone of our generation has seen Nell. I saw it in the theater. For, for not the right reasons. Opening weekend. Yeah, to watch like a lesbian dance around in the snow. PG thirteen, um, uh, PG thirteen nudity. It was rare. I thought you s did Liam Neeson get naked in that. No, I mean Jodie Foster. Oh, I thought maybe he did for some reason. I mean, maybe he did. Um, I don't remember, but uh. but Starman comes back and decides to turn into a human male. <clears throat> I just want to point that out too. It has everything on earth he could turn into. <laughs> turns into a human male. Uh, a a American white man. Yeah, who can resurrect deer from uh, being shot. Good movie. Worth a, worth a shot. Yeah. All right, what's your next one? Now we're getting into the, 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 uh -oh. the peak, the elite. Okay. Just the crushers. The ones that you you go to a bar with this person, they are cleaning up, and you are going home wow. empty-handed. Uh, yeah. Number two on my list, Audrey 2. Audrey 2. Feed me Seymour, Audrey Plant. too. Okay, that plant fucks. You know, that, you know. What does it fuck? Anyone? Ferns? No, people, deer, other plants. So you're saying it's it's a, it you know it's like a manga almost, like it's like an anime. Like, yeah, it can make kind of it can make uh, it can be the giver, it can be the receiver, whatever kind of pleasure, whatever it's into. It can wow. it can be kinky. It can be nice and soft. Now you read the first draft of the script, which I didn't read, but apparently a lot of that was written in, and they just cut it out <laughs> to make it easier. Uh, yeah, in the original Jack Nicholson version, there's a lot more. I'm fucking wow. no. I would imagine the whole vibe of Audrey too is like this is a it's this soul singing, like ultra fuck plant who also eats people. Spoiler. I don't remember him saying. Feed me penis. <laughs> the vibe so, of this plant, alien, this alien plant, just to be clear, it's not just a plant. You it's felt the vibe coming off this plant is sexy. I'm saying that Frank Oz didn't have the courage to show what we all know was happening between scenes. This plant was fucking. Wow. Well, it did have the you know crazy end 
that they cut out when the plants actually won, um, which I've never actually seen. I wonder if that's on YouTube. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I don't know if that's is that on like the I mean, they, sh- DVD they shot or something? the whole thing, yeah, yeah. They did, they did it for a test audience, and then the test audience didn't like it, so they, they people want it. wanted to see more to win. Probably they just wanted to watch this plant fuck some more. It's, um, it's, a, it's a very good movie, holds up, it's good. I've seen the I've even seen the play. It's very good. Uh, my number four is three people. Wait, are you counting down or counting up? Counting up to five. My number two <laughs> is. I'm sure people are really, really tracking. Um, this. Get your spreadsheets out. <clears throat> the Earth Girls are easy furries. Which furries? That's what they were called when I looked them up on Wikipedia. They're called furries. They're they're f- furries. Yeah. So it's Jeff Goldblum, yeah. Jim Carrey, and Damon Wayans. All three of them are your aunt? All three of them are fuck machines. But one, like Jim Carrey. Why, why are they called furries? They're not. They're furry when they come out. Remember, they're like covered in fur. And Gina Davis is a yeah. uh, like hairdresser, and she shaves them all. I guess I just associate furries with like people in animal costumes now. There's the, the best scene in the movie is, you know, they're supposed to be these ultra sexy dudes. Mm-hmm. And the first one is Jim Carrey, fresh, Jim fresh of off of uh, the Duck Factory. <laughs> yeah, freshly shaved, like in like board shorts, like uh-huh. looks like California dude. Then they cut to Damon Wayans, who's an attractive black man. Mm-hmm. Um, not my style, but for some people, find him attractive. You're more, you're more a keen and you're more keen and ivory guy. Yeah. And then they cut to like a 25 year old Jeff Goldblum who's just shredded to fuck and just looks like a full on god. Yeah. And you're like. Wow, you guys like you don't understand how this like works. Like Jim Carrey to if you're just going sexy, like Jim Carrey to Jeff Goldblum is yeah. It's like was that like pre or post Fly for Goldblum? I think it was pre, but I'm only basing that on how terrible it is and how good the Fly was. Yeah. So, but, but he's, he's cut in the Fly too. Like he it, he spent some yeah, time in the fun. gym. He's cut in Jurassic Park. He might be one of those guys that just is like that. I mean, just I likes, likes seen... working out. Yeah, he might be. I mean, like one of those guys who, who shares his his workout routine with his friends every morning. I mean, yeah, this guy's cool. <laughs> Gives notes. So he's probably one of those cool guys. Probably like K-Pax shares his, yeah. all of his notes from Earth. Josh Goldblum and, and Sam Neill are like comparing who did the most sit-ups <laughs> every day. <laughs> um. Jeff, very nice work. Weirdly enjoyable movie. Um, kind of fits into a weird timeline when of movies that I saw exclusively on cable and never saw. Like I knew Jim Carrey was, and then went back and watched like Once a Bitten and all those movies. Sort kind of, of falls a into the Attack of the movie. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes kind of. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of anything that happens in '80s LA. You know. Did the Killer Tomatoes fuck? <laughs> Oh, that's a good question. Did the did the clowns fuck? Yeah, killer clowns from outer space. Because you know what well, question we're not saying? Did the critters ever fuck? Because we all know that's fucking true. Yeah, it's critters got fucking down. So what's your number one? Number one, not too dissimilar from critters. Uh, just an absolute, just a freak. I mean, I think. Fuck that. Just. just I mean, this is the one that probably, when we yeah. told this prompt, everyone in the audience is like, "Well, this is obviously number one. Like, how could you not?" And I'd like to be original. I can't. I have to be true. Mm-hmm. I'm a. I'm a loyalist to the truth. The ultimate alien fuck machine. It's Stitch. 
Okay. Now, just for those those moral police out there, Lilo is a child. Just because mm-hmm. Stitch is the size of Lilo doesn't mean Stitch is a minor. Stitch is a grown-ass adult who has every right to find sexual pleasure however he mm-hmm. wants in the most fucked up, mm-hmm. disgusting way, which he does over and over again. <laughs> I mean, what? I'm, I, no, I've never seen Lilo and Stitch. You've never seen Lilo and Stitch? It's, um, got, a, it's got an Elvis soundtrack. I mean, I've I've heard it's awesome, and it's I great. have a friend at work who loves loves it. I mean, you can't show um, it to children because of the, just the constant fucking. Like every time you're like, "Where's the story going to go?" and you're like, "Stitch, Jesus Christ, no!" But like, I feel like there's a especially vile part of the internet where Stitch <laughs> is getting reamed out by like Marge Simpson. <laughs> That's exactly. What I was gonna say. Type in like yeah. Stitch. Uh huh. Like anime yogi bear marge simpson because and... mouse being used as a toilet or something like yeah. just a truly vile <laughs> sonic sonic the hedgehog is like triple penetrating stitch i mean who knows what he can do with all those spikes i don't even really want to know um stitch is sonic the hedgehog an alien is he an alien what? sonic the hedgehog is an alien in the canon of the jim carrey movies i think so i think he comes from space I thought he came so, from another dimension. Does that count as space? I don't know. Do the uh, I don't know. The multiverse has really fucked everything up. I, I have to do more study on on Sonic, but uh, in the meantime, Stitch is the, is the champion for me. My number one, <clears throat> also probably going to shut down the internet. A lot of people have seen this. Um, I would call it a pro life movie. <laughs> uh, very. Um, okay, we're getting is, uh, we're getting controversial here. <clears throat> Jeriba Schengen, aka Jerry from Enemy Mine, who huh. in the middle of a fucking war gets knocked up and has to have a human raise his baby. That's what a slut this guy is. Gets knocked up, lands on a planet, doesn't have anybody to take care of that baby. Government's not there, nobody there to support him. Has this kid, and then this poor human has to watch him. And then the baby calls him ugly. I mean, come on. I can't argue with that. Wow. You hear that song? But it's it's a different kind it's not it's not like a it's not a pursuit of of exotic pleasures like Stitch. It's sort of No, he he can get himself pregnant. Yeah. So he's so horny he's fucking himself. <laughs> I mean I I don't know what to tell you. I've I've you never know? I've never I've never felt that way. I mean, I mean, I've never felt that way either. I mean, so sickos do, but I don't. No. But uh, I mean, this this guy is like can't even like he's fighting a war. Like he's gonna die. He can't help to impregnate himself on this planet full of these fucking these crazy beetles and shit and really, really, really bad eighty special effects. Based on a uh, uh, John Borman movie starring. Uh, a, uh, yeah, it's like a. Japanese guy and an American guy, right, or something like that. Yeah, Hell in the Pacific. Yeah. But the um, Japanese guy didn't get himself knocked up, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, you need to watch it. Uh oh. <laughs> you don't don't speak. You're not. You're not. You're not to be trusted. Uh, because every time that may or may not happen. But I'm happen. just saying you can't assume. That's true. Can't make assumptions. Well, we've uh, we've burned 47 right. minutes on this dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
So uh, congratulations, that. anyone who's got this far along. When you get to the actual feature feature of the, the episode, think we. If you think we couldn't have done this with That's twenty so picks, oh my god! Like you Feed me all night long. <laughs> Cause if you feed me Seymour, I can grow up big and small. So we're going to move on to a new segment we call the Fever Dream Zone. Fever Dream. Look into the places you cannot see. What is looking back? Have you ever wondered if a movie is real? Did you see it or was it an amalgamation of what you would want to see? Did you see worlds that are real? Or was it in a fever dream, a movie that you think exists, but cannot be sure and refuse to look up, look deep into yourself and realize you have entered the fever dream zone? Fever dream, fever dream, fever dream, fever dream, fever dream. So as I understand it, you, you conceived this. Fever dream is movies or moments from movies that are buried deep in your memory, possibly childhood memory, but not necessarily, yes. that you you remember and you think, did this really happen? Did I really see this? Yes. So these aren't movies that we've seen a million times that are weird or surreal or something. This is like, you're at a party and you're like, ah, there was this movie where this kid's hair fell off and like, I don't even know if that happened. I just have this in my childhood memory. Was I, was I gaslit somehow? To me, it's a, it's... A movie only I would only ask you about. <laughs> like uh-huh. I'd be like, do you remember this? Because I know nobody else is going to remember it. Like they're just not. So I would be like, hey, do you remember this thing with this peanut butter and this weird magician? And you're like, oh yeah, there's a whole article about. It. I'm like, oh okay, now now it makes sense. But it's 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 about having the vision of the scene in the movie, but having no context for what's going on right. in the rest of the movie. Might not know yeah. the name of the movie, or if you do know and the name of the movie, like, haven't seen it in years. Yeah. You know? Um, so you go first. I'm curious. So a fever dream movie for me that I do know the name of, uh, but I have not seen since the 80s, I'm confident, is uh, In Spirit of the Season. We're recording this in the, the Christmas time, the Yuletide. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know when you're listening to it. But happy holidays in case you are happy listening. Happy holidays to you. <laughs> in 2027, when you're listening to this. Overseas. Hope you make it home so you can watch Planet of the Hope you make it back from uh, Pandora. Um, uh, Santa Claus, the movie. Not the Tim Allen, the very popular and, and widely played The Santa Claus. But a movie called Santa Claus, the movie, where you'd think the main character was Santa Claus. But it's not. It's Dudley Moore playing a bad elf who betrays Santa Claus and sells his secrets to an evil corporation played by John Lithgow. And there are... Holy shit, John Lithgow's in that movie. John Lithgow's the villain. So since... Oh my god. Yeah. It's rolling back. Uh, (laughs) Was there a hot lady elf? There's probably a hot lady I truly have not seen this in 30... Oh my years. god. 30 plus years. 35 years? I'm old. Uh it's extru- he steals fairy dust, right? Like the dust in the candy canes, like that makes the reindeer he, fly. He steals something. He steals something magical. He betrays Santa. It's it's very strange. It's produced by the Salkins, uh, who made 
your favorite movie ever, uh, Supergirl, um, who were just a weird family who did weird choices. And they're like, let's make a movie about Santa that's just like dark and strange. Uh, but there is a scene in this movie that has haunted me for 35 years. Where when so he's like this guy who's just like Norwegian Klaus. He's like my name is Klaus, and then like these elves like capture him or lure him in to the North Pole, and he's he's for some reason he has actual reindeer as he pull his sleigh, and he's just like a farmer or something. And then they, they lure him into this magical place, and they're like you're our prisoner forever. And then the ancient elf comes, and he's this guy with a beard so long all the other elves have his beard like wrapped around their waist, and they like carry it, and it goes for like. 50 yards of beard and i was so terrified that like if i grew up and didn't shave i would have this like disgustingly long beard uh i found out now this this role is played by burgess meredith who's the coach I, from rocky <laughs> i looked at the picture you sent me and i was like what that can't be burgess meredith it's burgess meredith but, uh, yeah you look closer it looks but, like him i mean i have verified this does exist but the pure fever dream of before i did i'm like did this happen or is this like I I ate too many fruit roll-ups one night and just had this like fucked up dream about Santa Claus. Like where like my thought is always where did we see them? Like, I don't know. I have a lot of fever dream movies like that where I'm like, where did I see this? I mean, when you're a kid, you don't always get the choice of what you want to watch. Like sometimes you're just put in a room with other kids and they're like, you're watching yeah. this. And that this is what I call the ET effect. Every fucking two weeks of the mid to late 80s, I would be forced to watch E.T. Because adults would be doing something. I'd be like, hey, kids, you love E.T. Here's E.T. Watch it. And we'd all be like, "Why? Well, yeah. I don't, do, you, do you like E.T.? I don't like E.T. But we'd watch E.T. a lot. E.T. is not a fever dream movie. We all know what happens in E.T. No. I mean, it it's iconic. Of, it's famous. I mean, I'll relay the story to you again, even though, you know, <laughs> you're the only one listening. Um, that my grandparents got me a copy of et that had was vhs and it had the green top on it and i hated that movie and made it very clear i hated that movie and then they thought it was funny and i took it downstairs and i threw it out the door on christmas eve because hmm. i didn't even want it the house i felt it was too evil too it much is, of an evil presence yeah yep. we could do a whole episode on et but i mean i yeah we could do a whole episode on et too that never got made but had like an evil et or et et the video game which like bankrupted atari <laughs> oh yeah absolutely uh but uh, yeah the santa claus movie or santa claus the movie um deeply bizarre huge flop i don't think i saw it in the theater it came out in 85 when i was four yeah but maybe i did like i don't i truly don't know but it's entered my I brain had, and it's uh, never left a favorite dream relationship with until probably my early 30s was superman 3 mm -hmm. it was a i it was a go into the other room and watch a movie while the adults are out here doing stuff and we watched superman 3 and i don't remember i remember it was like 10 or 11 i didn't remember anything about it i mean i didn't know who richard pryor was like everything was just a little too old <laughs> you, for me. you weren't you, you weren't know? a well-known richard pryor fan it, it's it's like you know your parents told you about people like i knew who eddie murphy was but i didn't yeah. know who richard pryor was you know there's just that part of it and then that scene that is still terrifying is still terrifying. I'll the give it to Richard evil, Lester. Evil Superman is the, the evil robot mm. that like comes out and tries to fry Superman. 
I remember like thinking, what in the fuck is this? This was a Superman movie and now seems to be some sort of horror movie. And I watched the whole scene absolutely riveted. And then I never watched Superman three again. Cause I was so like, just terrified of this fucking robot. And I don't remember anything about it, but this one scene it just followed me and followed me. And there's so much to remember. Robert Loja is like the guy, the villain, Superman fucks a whore. Like he yeah. turns to like the, the evil, evil Superman was way scarier to me than the robot because Superman was like my hero. And like the, yeah. the one thing you assume is Superman is good. And then he turns bad. And it was like, it was like, you know, you, you go to your dad's closet and you find his like Holocaust photos and you're like, what the yeah. fuck? You know? Yeah, no, I, I felt that didn't happen for that. It, my dad does not have that. <laughs> I just thought it was more that's a that's a facetious example. Because I because I used to watch Star Trek, so I would see like evil and good versions of Kirk and Spock, you know, stuff like that. But so Superman that is spa- Superman is. I mean, at least in my child brain, he was like on another plane. It wasn't like okay, no, I oh, Luke that. Skywalker's turning to the dark side, or Indiana Jones is got Kalima. It was like yeah. Superman is Superman. He's the epitome of good. Yeah. So, I didn't I didn't have any context for that. And then watching that scene, because like the wires go out and like wrap around that woman and like suck her back in. Like it's truly frightening. Like I wouldn't even show my girlfriend's kids that part. It's, just, <laughs> it's still scary to me. So, uh, but yeah, that was my fever I'll, dream that also, I had to ahead, conquer. Buried in my brain, the uh, the ski, the skiing yeah, on the top of the building. The building. Yeah. Terrifying to me. Still terrifying. Really? Yeah. What? I'm just like, is this? Does this exist? Is this a thing? Crazy rich people in New York do? It, it do they have ski like, jumps on the top of skyscrapers. I've never really been afraid of falling because I kind of always assume there'd be some sort of soft awning to catch me. I know that that's <laughs> uh-huh. wrong, but S- in my Superman head, blowing you up. Yeah, or like catching me and like holding me up like Lois Lane. Yeah. All right, what's your next fever dream? Uh, fever dream movie, also a movie that does exist. Um, it has a reputation. It, it's it's somewhat well known as a this movie's so bad, but very few people have actually seen any of it. Um, Bill Cosby's insane, literally. I mean, not like capital I insane. Leonard Part Six. Uh, it is just it. It, there's so many it's supposed to be like a fun kids action movie but it's deeply weird uh it's like the most maybe the most honest he ever was um and this was at the peak of the cosby show this was he was the king of television he was the most beloved man in america could have bought nbc C- could have bought it turned down the opportunity to buy nbc just annihilating the ratings completely changed like suburban white america's relationship with with black america like he was like one of the most important humans in america at the time and he makes this insanely weird movie where the the bad guys this is going to sound less weird than it feels the bad guys are like evil vegetarians who if you touch them with meat they die and there's a scene where he uh uses bees but he wants bill cosby the hero leonard wants to watch the bees fuck uh there's a scene where his own grown daughter strips in front of him uh 
there's a scene where he's just like covered in but he's always getting like goopy things on him he's like butter is being poured on him like chili is being poured on him there's it's like he has a fetish for food being poured on his body and face it just happens over and over again i don't know if he thought it was hilarious that people are gonna like like he'd been watching nickelodeon and he's like oh kids love slime so i'll just pour butter all over myself would you call it a kid's movie or because he watches his daughter strip it's not it's it it's definitely not something i would ever show a child or anyone i would never ask anyone to watch this movie was did he drive a gigantic car in the movie i don't know i've seen this movie once we'll We'll never watch it again i I have like vague very vague memories of it because he rides an ostrich okay yeah, remember he has like a laboratory or something. He is a he owns a restaurant for some reason. We might. I mean, we don't have to watch. This. <laughs> I I really need to like train to watch this movie. This is, yeah, this is one like I have to like, get pumped up for and like do sit ups before I watch. Yeah, uh, there's a clip yeah. I sent you where he feeds one of these evil vegetarians a hot dog and his head just explodes all over the place and there's there's this bloody stump like. Walking around, which is like, we've all seen that in horror movies. You know, there's gore, there's gorier things, but like in the context of a kid's movie, it's just like disgusting and creepy. And Bill Cosby did it. Bill Cosby fed a man a hot dog and blew his head to disgusting bits. I thought America's dad did this. I literally thought I was like, that can't. No, that's the, that's in the movie. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I mean, I can understand why we have the psychological problems that we have it's like <laughs> after this list. Yeah. It's getting down to some, this is just turning into real therapy. Um, switching gears to the s- small tube, mm-hmm. um, liquid television. Mm. Now, Beavis and Butthead came from liquid television, as everybody knows. And it was mm-hmm. on late night on like MTV. MTV one. Or is it two? <laughs> Does MTV two still exist? Yeah. Huh. They that's the one they have all the like reality stuff on. But I thought MTV one has all the reality stuff now. I mean they might both have that. I don't know. I haven't watched MTV in years. This is the MTV music video awards. I'm like, why? I don't really understand. But yeah. um, you don't show the videos. I mean it, like the they've stopped showing the videos so long ago that now it's like I'm nostalgic for the era when people joked about them not showing the videos. Yeah, it's like novelty. Yeah. Um, but like The Head, Aeon Flux, The Max. Like, what are these things? I remember very little about the plot of these things. And Aeon Flux was a bunch of like twiggy supermodels running around in leather, like sucking dudes' nipples and stopping things that were like mm-hmm. sexual but not sexual. Like... The head was like just a giant head that pulsated. The Max was like a super powered guy. Like, I don't remember. I remember watching them very distinctly watching them, but have no concept of what they're about at all. And every time I try to watch them on YouTube and I have tried to watch them, I still don't fucking get what's going on at all. But there was just like there's this like lost television in my head because I my mom didn't have VH1 and MTV2 in Renton. You couldn't mm-hmm. get it. But in Linwood, it was like a different cable system. So Comedy Central switched over to like MTV or vice versa, like halfway through the day. Oh, um, yeah. I remember that. 
so I would watch it and be like, wow, I'm never, you know, going to see this again. I don't even know what this was. What was this? This is, it's just, there weren't that many episodes of it. Yeah. It's very odd. Like, I don't. Yeah, I mean, for, for those people that don't remember, we weren't around listening, you know, of our many listeners. And, like, the the era of cable before the internet was so weird. And there would be stuff you would never see again. It's like. Would never see it again. Like, I would call you and be like, are you watching TV right now? Because there's something yeah. really bizarre on. And you'd be like, no, yeah. I'm not near. And be like, well, you'll never see it. There's no way yeah. I could ever send this to you. There's no way I could ever yeah. find it again. Like, that's that. And I remember waiting around to watch music videos. Um, like, I wasn't allowed to watch MTV, but I still watched it. And I remember being like, by the way, telling your kid not to watch one of the 36 channels that you have. Yeah. How do you think that's going to work out? Puts a target you? right on it. Yeah, number. I mean, come yeah. on. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, there is just like lost era of television. Like I consider Dream On as one of those shows. Mm-hmm. Lost. Can't. It's not even on HBO Max. Well, because they can't clear all the rights. Yeah, I get it. But they somehow got like most of the Beavis and Buttheads on the Paramount Plus. Yeah, so, I don't know how they... I, I'm not sure how, how many lawyers were involved in doing that. Some must have been struck for that. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I every once in a while I think about because I definitely think that those shows had an influence on me because they were so weird. Yeah. And it made me like accept weird things earlier than most people. Like I still quoted, you know, Wayne's World and stuff. But there was like this level of sub comedy below that. that You're like, well, have you ever seen this? Yeah. It's fucking weird. And like, I don't know if you'd like it, but it's weird. There, I mean, also the pre reality era on cable of how hungry they were for content that they would air yes. really bizarre like a lot of the those things were like art like short art films i mean they were just like yeah, that's thing, they got of like yeah. film festivals and bill plimpton and and there was just so much hunger for like content like we need to find stuff we can air because we're a 24-hour cable network eventually they figured out like oh we can just like show somebody like fixing their fucking car for an hour people will watch yeah. this and it costs nothing to make and now it's really easy to make content but there was a time you're like oh i need like actors or scripts or animation and it was they were scrambling and so they they would take really bizarre chances especially later at night and see i i think nick at night will never get the credit it deserves uh-huh for bringing earlier tv to a younger generation mm-hmm. and that will never happen now because you can watch whatever you want. But back then when it was on Nick at night, you're like, Oh, I am going to watch the golden girls or get whatever, smart. get smart or, um, laugh in. I remember watching old laugh and being like, did they just make a joke about Henry Ibsen? <laughs> what, the f- what the fuck? Uh-huh. Like, there's just that part of it where it was like, Oh, I have seen probably every three's company episode. It was not on the air by the time I was like five, I think, because it was like a late 70s show. I also want to shout out the the time and effort and money that went into like cable promos. Like MTV used to yeah. make like really original, interesting oh, yeah. commercials for itself. Like they weren't promoting. They were just like MTV, you're watching it. And it would be like this really weird the like cab driver, the crooner. Yeah. Or Nick All at Night used to have... Adam West was I remember the, that. the head of the network. 
and he yeah. had this like recurring bits with sets and like props and jokes and like somebody was hired to make all that just just yeah. to promote like to promote the channel you're already watching just like i'm already watching channel 27 it's very podcasty in a way it's like bill simmons promoting like the podcast you're listening to but it wasn't just like you're listening to nick at night it was like they would you know i mean it didn't cost millions of dollars these weren't a lot huge but it it took a lot of effort and it's like i don't think that exists anymore yeah but there's never going to be like i mean there's exceptions like friends and you know that kind of stuff that people still watch Mm -hmm. but nobody's ever going to have a cultural revolution watching hee-haw or like you know, the the Golden Palace or the Brady Bunch or like even though those exist, yeah. Like the Brady Bunch had movies, but you know, like uh, Green Acres. I watched all the Green Acres. I watched a lot of Green Acres. Why? I watched a lot of Mr. Ed. I watched. Uh, I watched a lot of. I mean, I watched. I'm convinced I've watched every episode of Bewitched. Uh, I mean. I'm an encyclopedia of Bewitched. I'm so good at it, I could like name it I, in the first five minutes who's going to be the guest star. Uh, Get Smart, big fan. I watched Dragnet. Dragnet? Didn't even like it. I, I just watched it. I was like, go I got on a Bewitched like rant here. <laughs> okay. But the pilot for Bewitched is the one of the best pilots of all time. Wow. I'll say that. It is the perfect setup for that show. It has a voiceover, it's in black and white. Yeah, it all makes sense. Was the first season concept. in black and white, or just the yes. the first season? Yeah, which they recolorized and they reshowed. Yeah, but you can you watch the original one on YouTube. Highly recommended. How do you explain the concept of this show? And they do it in the most perfect way ever. So, I'm just saying, if you're looking to start writing when you come back from being overseas, after <laughs> you're done watching, <laughs> after you. From, <laughs> Watch Again. watch the pilot of Bewitched, uh, yes. soldiers, sailors, and air, air aeronauts. All right, let's do a couple more. What's your next one? Uh, <clears throat> so this is an animated movie. Okay. They also this era, there were lots of made-for-TV movies that would air like once. Yeah. And it's like you spent. A lot of money making this movie air it you know at 8 p.m on a tuesday and then it's like you'll never see this again it won't be it won't be on the video at the video store it's like the only like if you didn't tape it you'll never see this again oh yeah uh i mean now i know that like hallmark has christmas movies made like made for tv movies still exist but this but they're making them they're not playing the old ones yeah so this is an animated movie i think it only aired on television maybe it played in some theaters i've never heard of uh it's called flight of dragons it's about (laughs) i'm I'm excited about this fill me in it's uh it's it's all animated uh it is about a bookseller in boston who gets like whisked away to a Lord of the Rings esque world and he becomes a dragon and he has to learn how to fly and breathe fire. And it's like very scientific. James Earl Jones is in it. And I think Orson Bean. (laughs) And it's really bizarre. It's like 
like everybody dies. It's very dark. Like every it's the era. Uh there's there's not sex, but there's like definitely like adult sexuality heavily implied. Mm-hmm. And the animation is I don't know how to describe the style. It's very it's not Japanese style of that era. It's definitely not like Disney style of that era. It's just strange. It's sort of adjacent to the animated Lord of the Rings movie. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. But stranger, uh, probably cheaper. And, or the animated Hobbit movie. Or the animated Hobbit movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's like images from it. I will never forget <laughs> that just like creep up on me. Like when you say the word dragons, I think about some of the images in this thing. Uh, wow. Powerful. I've never heard of this, and this is just a... I remember the song. Flight of Dragons. Wow. Did you? Huh? This is a bonus. Yeah. Um, um, it's like yeah, in my just, DNA, this thing, which I've I maybe saw it. twice. Yeah. I've since looked oh, it up. It I've since looked it up to confirm it exists, so it does exist. Okay. Okay. But pre-internet, I was just like, I would tell some. I probably told you about it in high school, and you're like, I never fucking heard of this. I'm like, I, I think I saw it. I'm pretty how sure I saw I, it. Like, how could I have never heard of it? That's like also like I've never heard of it because <laughs> it probably aired grid. on ABC in 1987 on one night that you were like doing something else, yeah. and you didn't see it, yeah. and that's it. You'll never see it. God, that's crazy. <laughs> this is just a reminder. Again, I hate to be harping on the soldiers overseas, but. If you think you're never going to see something again, buy it. Mm-hmm. Like, I have many DVDs that I, that exist nowhere, but I have it. Like, physical media still is important. Very important. Because they're not, they're just not going to release everything, and you're just not going to be able to find everything. Like, it's just not, not going to happen. So or they remember. do release it, and they have to cut stuff. Like, like the yeah. Muppet Show on Disney Plus is missing a lot of musical sequences that they couldn't clear. Yeah. And they'll probably yeah. never bother to clear it because it's like, yeah, who, who's who's going to want to see Liberace <laughs> play? <laughs> like, he's I on the episode, I... but there's, like, songs he played in the original airing that if you bought the VHS in 1986, you have it. But otherwise, that's it. I like that. That's a, that's a very good one. I'm going to close out with this one. Can you see this? No. Oh, okay. Put it in front of your face. Closer. Is the algorithm? I'll send it to you. Yeah, this is not great podcast. Um, showing each other our phones through. The- <laughs> <laughs> um, this one is. There's two I I kind of want to end with, but one holds a special place in my heart. Um, Disney's Black Hole. Mm. Yeah. Which I only remember the robot from, mm-hmm. and barely remember the plot of it, like at all. But remember making Legos, like Black Hole Legos, but not knowing the plot of it at all. Just not remembering it whatsoever. I bought the book, never read it, never seen the movie. I'm afraid to watch it because I don't want my fantasy of how good it was ruined. Um, to me, it's the perfect movie. and I know that cannot possibly be true. Uh, I promise it is not the perfect movie. Because that was bad Disney years, too. Yeah. I think it came out the same year as Star Wars, and it just got like buried because it looked okay. 
I do remember this. I've seen this images of this movie. It will okay. it will haunt you. I I remember this. Yes, I remember. It's coming back. Um, and the one I really want to end on is Wild Card Boxing Helena. Oh. So Boxing Helena, my uh-huh. mom rented. Uh huh. And I was like, I had never. I mean, all that was was a girl in a box on the front of it. Yeah. Like that's all it was, and I think it was was it an Adrian Lie movie? Mm, I can look it up. I've never seen it because it had so. it had like uh, Julian Sands and like all the typical like maybe it was Cheryl Lynn. It was Cheryl Lynn Fenn from Fenn, uh, Twin Peaks. Sands. Yeah, and it's about I don't know, but I think if, from what I remember, it's about this guy cutting his wife's body parts off. And keeping her in a box. Hmm. And that was back in the era when I was only interested in the sex scenes of movies. So I remember fast forwarding to this long ass sex scene that played like the um what look at the soundtrack for it. Is there a soundtrack on it? Uh don't it's like see. it's like a world music song. I don't see soundtrack on here, but I, I I can got NC seventeen. Yeah. Oh, it's directed I... by David Lynch's daughter. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh yeah, music. Uh. Uh, no, it's just, it's just like score. Um, according to this, oh, the DVD. Uh, referring to our earlier conversation, the DVD has different music than the original film because of rights issues. Okay. I, I, it's like, uh, fuck, I can hear it in my head. It's so annoying. <laughs> I mean, this is like a studio film that you could find. Yeah, but I've never watched it except for even Hitler to so, be loved. There's a uh, quote from it. You're quoting something. Could, could, yeah. No. That's not, that's not a fixer's position. No. Yeah, that's, not, that's not where we stand on AH. Um, you can buy. How much is the VHS on eBay? Thirty-eight dollars. Twenty or nineteen ninety-nine. Eh. And it's the last one. Don't don't hit. Don't you dare fucking hit it. I'm not gonna buy it. <laughs> I'm not gonna buy it. Do you have a working VHS player? No, but I could get one. Well, sure. Probably from eBay, ironically. Yeah. Um I've got. I mean, I, I have remember. one. It's just not. Set, I have some, it's not plugged somewhere. in anywhere. I probably have like a tape player, even a CD player. It's hard to, for me to find. But I remember this being the sexiest movie of all time. And it turns out it's just mm. about a dude who cuts his wife's legs off and then bangs hookers in front of her. Uh, like, and I, I, I assume your mom didn't authorize you to watch this. No, 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 no. In fact, this is a movie she said, do not watch. Yeah, it's because it's NC-17. And then I remember watching it and being like, this is, I have to share this. I think I've just found the Holy Grail. And going over to my friend Carlos's house and being like, Carlos, you got to you got to get up, man. It's like it's 9 a.m. I'm like, yeah, get it. This is like front page news, what you're missing. And then he came over all like sleepy eyed and I was like, watch this. And he's like, what is it? And he's like, oh, my God, it was it was mind altering. So uh, I should see it someday. Seems like something that misses the comedy. I mean, I mean, I bet into. it's bad, but it's probably I don't know. 
Was um, Julian Sands ever in a good movie? I don't know. Don't know. I have, uh, before we close out, I have one fun Flight of Dragons fact that I just learned. Okay. The lead, the, the human who becomes a dragon, Peter of Beacon Street, voiced by star of one of your favorite sitcoms, Hearts of Fire. John Ritter. John Ritter. How did you know? <laughs> how did you how did you say John Ritter before I gave the prompt? <laughs> wow. That's do you think do you think part of that isn't you're a good guesser, but like deep in your brain there's a they're like because you you apparently saw it when you were a kid? No, I just think given your context clues okay and my knowledge of when it was out yeah to play a a dragon like that <laughs> uh-huh i would have gone to john ritter it wasn't b arthur no like john ritter was also like he was the king of tv movies he was in a tv movie that i swear to god exists that i have never seen it more than once about frank l Baum's life he played frank it's l like Baum. A, yeah it's like an autobiography or like a biopic about him and he plays him but we got to cover that in our our uh even more successful oz podcast oz cast oz heads join the oz heads are you a scarecrow do you think there do you think there is an oz podcast there i mean there has to be we like Oz because of the irony of it, but there are people who like Oz. I mean, we, we've been saying we like Oz for 10 years, but I don't think either of us have read a single Oz book in those years. last 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> I want to just download it all into my brain without doing the work of reading any of it. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm not a fan of The Matrix becoming a reality, but being able to just know every single Oz book might be worth it. Right. Like, it's just there. We have a buddy that's read them all. And has we make yeah, we make jokes about the Wheelers, and he's like, "No, actually, the Wheelers uh, are from the Nobby Kingdom, not the yeah, Gnome like, Kingdom." Like, oh, 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 you know this? <laughs> he, the most frustrating person in the world to have knowledge is that guy because he never lets you know he has any, and then when you bring something up, he's like, "Oh yeah, I know this." And like, what? Well, how do you know that? Yeah. So yeah, all right. That is the end. This is I'm I'm tired. Fever I dreams. Mean, we really did. Some, this was like a therapy session. Going. We did some real reps going here. Deep into the childhood repressed memories. I mean, the soldiers overseas. I hope you come back. I know you've got a long list of things to do when you come back. You know, before you tell your mom you're home. You know, make sure. Gotta watch what we told you to watch. Gotta watch. Gotta watch the pilot of Bewitched. Probably pilot of Bewitched, followed by what planet are you from? Which you've already seen, because it's one of the most popular films ever made. I mean, I also Comedy I classic. own that on VHS and DVD, I believe. I own it on both. You've, so. I think you've made me watch it on multiple formats. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. That's what we should do one time. Bit idea is uh, things the other one has made the other guy watch. I mean, there aren't that many things we've made each other watch unwillingly. Because no, usually... You are still mad about me making you watch Madhouse twice. <laughs> I'm not mad. Anything but, anything we make the other one watch twice. That's that's where it's like yeah. you think I'm gonna like something, I don't like it, so what? Life goes on. But if it's like you gotta watch this again, it's pu- it's pushing. You didn't it. get it. Right. You didn't get Madhouse. You need to watch Cold Comfort Farm again. <laughs> See, like that's the I didn't do that though, for the record. No. Ironically, I bet if I watched Cold Comfort Farm now, I'd be like, oh that's very cute. 
Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's but that we had to go see it. It was the problem. We weren't getting a choice. British movie. Yeah. You know, it's fine. I bet you'd recognize like half the actors from other shit. Oh, though. yeah, for sure. Because they've probably been in The Queen slash The Crown. Slash Harry Potter. All right. That's the end of The Fixers. Uh, we fixed. Fever Dream. But we clearly need to be fixed. So yeah. uh, make sure and uh, listen to this whenever it comes out. Probably next December. Somewhere around there. We'll just follow the seasons. And we'll be back the next time with a whole bunch of other bad ideas. So see you next time. See ya, folks. Uh, remember the paper. Don't take the bat out of my hand. It's the ninth inning. You know what this is like. I got to get the quote. The guy's not going to be there all night. I got to get it. We run what we got. What the hell is going on? Are you nuts? The Paper, on videocassette.